Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you. Uh, this morning, while the market can't seem to hold rallies, that'll be the theme of the show. Uh, we dipped yesterday, we rallied, and then now we have dipped again, so we'll talk about that. Uh, of course, we had Costco earnings after the close, so that's on our radar. An upgrade to crew stock is also on our radar. Uh, we'll take questions from our chat as well. Our guest today is Jason Rasnick. He's the founder and CEO of Benzinga. He'll be on with us from around 8.40 or so until 9 o'clock. And then after at 9, uh, I want to uh, remind you, I mentioned this a few days ago, but the next Benzinga boot camp starts at 9, uh, also on our YouTube channel. I'll put the link to that in the description or in the chat, I should say. Uh, and let's throw it to Joel now. Uh, Joel, how are we doing this morning uh, in the market? How are we doing? Fasten your seatbelt, folks. It's going to be a rocky session today. Uh, got up to 58.75, missed uh, Thursday's high by about nine points. Then we came all the way down to 06.50. That's about eight points above the low from yesterday. And now just battling to get unchanged on the session. So I'll be looking at that. Uh, can we go green today at 32.38? That would be the key for the market. Currently down nine handles. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other commodity markets. Crude is down 30 cents at uh, 40.01. 40 bucks, just a, a big level both sides. Gold down $13 at $1863.90. Silver giving back some down 26 cents here at $2293. And uh, Bitcoin just hanging out down $35 at $10,690. Uh, let's bring in uh, Triple D here. And uh, what a seesaw market, Dennis. Mm. We just just can't seem to hold these rallies and then the buy the dippers come in and we rally this is going to be one of those mornings where i cancel all my orders like five times it's like okay gotta cancel all the orders that are to sell stocks at flat because the markets just went positive gotta start and then all of a sudden we'll turn and we'll go the other way so you're right joel we are in the seesaw market this market's trying to find direction. It doesn't know what to do. You have a huge battle between the bulls and the bears where everybody says, well, if you buy the dip, you always win. And you've got the bears saying it's different this time. I mean, they said it's different this time a lot of times and it's proven to be wrong. Um, so that's obviously still to be proven here. But what I will say is it is concerning that the market does not hold rally. So I've, I'm kind of on the fence here. And again, some, some markets are easier to predict than others, but this market, nobody's predicting this one. This thing's all over the place. We bounced off key support yesterday in the SPY. The 320 was the line in the sand. And if you can show that monthly sure. chart there, you'll see that's where we failed in June. 
That's where we're talking 3,200 on the S&P. That's where we broke out from in July and then we ran. We've come back down to that point of reference and we always say old resistance becomes new support. So we are bouncing right where we should bounce. If for whatever reason we take out 320, I, I, right. I want to interrupt you for a second, Dennis. If if you can hear us, but your screen is black, just refresh it and that should work. It's because I got disconnected on YouTube about 20 minutes ago. But uh, we have audio, we have video. Just refresh. If you don't, if you're not seeing us, we're here. Just refresh the screen and and you should see us. But I just wanted to interrupt that. Now continue. So talking about the 320 level, if we do take out the 3200 S&P, Joel might be right. We may have a date with 3000. So that's the critical level. I would say that is yesterday's low, 319.80. That's the line in the sand. If you are so inclined to come in here and buy the dip and you can't stop yourself, I would want not want to own stocks under 319.80 on the SPY. That's my level. What about you, Joel? Did I, do, did I take your piece? Yeah, no, no, no. You did good. You did good. Um, you taught 30- me well. Yes, I did. Uh, I'm showing it on the weekly. I'm looking. I also could show you on the S and P, and there's just a ton of lows, like right under 3,200, and uh, daily lows. So, going back to uh, July, and uh, we hit 3,198 yesterday. Um, also, you know, I like to I like to look at the market at you know on a quarterly basis, right? The quarterly high, quarterly low, and we are coming to an end of a quarter. And interesting, uh, the high from last quarter was right just above that at 32.20. So uh, a lot, just a lot, a lot going on here. 3200, 32.20. We'll just go for that low from yesterday, and we're trying to bounce. We really have not since this decline started. We haven't even sniffed a 50% retracement of, of the move. We tried here and we have it. So, you know, eventually we're going to have some kind of bottom, maybe 3,200 or 3,100, and we'll get like a rebound rally. But right now, uh, the market's just not showing any desire to take back half of the losses. I'm still playing cautious. So obviously I have lots of cash, even in the retirement accounts. I've been sitting with lots of cash and I'm still just not comfortable going 100% on this market. It was a mistake, obviously. I should have been buying hand over fist in March, April, May, and June, and July. Um, And we've come back down. So am I eventually going to put some of that money to work? I think we get down near 3,000, yes. But at this time, it's just too many unknowns. Like we were given the arguments yesterday. You've got, nothing has changed. The virus spreading in the UK, and they're worried about that. The election uncertainty is a major issue as well because I do believe we get Biden in there. He's not going to be as favorable to Wall Street. And I think the market's concerned about that as well. As we continue to get closer and Biden continues to lead in the polls, it's like uh, Biden might win. And if he wins, um, a lot of people are cheering for Biden. It's not good for Wall Street. I don't think it's good for Wall Street at all. You know, he's talked about the financial transaction tax. He's talked about Main Street. Um, Wall Street doesn't want this. So, you know, whether you're a Biden fan or whether you're a Trump fan, put that on the side. Wall Street is kind of spoken and Wall Street would rather have Trump and have the certainty of knowing that they have a president that's going to defend the market and continue to obviously put money towards the markets to keep them up. I don't think Biden does that. What are your thoughts? Let's, let's go political for two well, minutes, Mr. Nah, Israel. I'm not I want to take it to Israel. Yeah, because I know Joel, Joel right. hates politics. Right. Even though he took poli-sci in the university, he doesn't want to talk politics. So I want to throw it to Spencer. What are your thoughts here, Biden versus Trump? Not who's going to win, but what does Wall Street care about? So based on what, what I've read, it seems to be a, it's a situation where it's sort of a, a win-win or a lose-lose, depending on how you look at it. Um, because a Trump win would mean uh, continued deregulation um, and which, which is probably to the benefit of Wall Street um, and also potential trade tensions, uh, which is not, obviously, we, we don't want that. Um, and potentially a uh, lack of stimulus, right? Uh, because we, we, we have, we're, we've got a, a stalemate in Congress. Uh, I'm not sure a, a Trump win would facilitate that. So you've got pro- deregulation, con, trade tensions with China, potential lack of stimulus. Uh, A Biden win would probably be better for a stimulus point of view because it would mean, you know, Democratic White House, Democratic uh, uh, Congress, and so, or at least Democratic, what uh, the House Democrat, the Senate is is, is not. Um, But uh, at least I think, um, but it, but in any case, uh, so Biden is probably pro-regulation, more regulation, which would which would be to Wall Street's det- detriment. But 
maybe more likely to get stimulus. So it's, it depends on how, on how you look at it. If you want stimulus versus regulation and promotion of markets, it's sort of, you know, you kind of kind of got to weigh both sides there. Um, I'm just scared of the financial transaction tax and Biden has talked and it wasn't his, but obviously, you know, we know that he has spoken about supporting that before. And if you're just new to it, a financial transaction tax would apply to all stock trades. So what they would do is they would put a little tax on the sale. We already have a very small tax on every stock sale. It's the SEC fees. Um, and it's very, very minuscule. They're going to say in the financial transaction tax, that's minuscule as well. But they were talking about a 0.1 or a 0.2%. I mean, if you start talking that high, it literally destroys Wall Street. And think about all the Robinhood traders that trade for free. All of a sudden, you buy $1,000 worth of stock, you're paying a $10 commission. So you buy $10,000 worth of stock, you're going to pay $100 commission. I mean, you've got to be careful with all, you know, you know, just with, you know, knowing that if that is actually going to be in the platform, and I don't hope, I would hope it doesn't get approved, but we have financial transaction taxes. We have them in France. So, and you know what? You have a couple stocks. SNY is one of them. Um, TOT is another one where I don't trade those stocks at all because I don't want to pay the tax, but they still have markets. And so, you know, and they're still traded, obviously, fairly tight. There's obviously market maker exemptions. But what would happen in the case of financial transaction taxes, you would see probably your high frequency traders get an exemption from it. And it would just tax Main Street anyways. So you think you're punishing Wall Street with this financial transaction tax. And you have to have liquidity, you have to have market makers, you can't charge them 0.1% or they won't make markets. So in the, in the bottom line is that's why it doesn't work. So I would hope that that would not get put through for the sake of every Robinhood trader out there, even for the sake of our own firm, although we're a prop firm and maybe we could apply for the exemption. Um, but it, it's, it's tough. So anyways, that's my only reason. Well, and also, so something to think about is it's not, it's not just who wins the White House. It's also, you know, who wins the, the you know, down ballot, right? So if you, if you get a sweep, by one party or the other, then assume that that party's um, platform go, happens, right? So if if you get a Biden win and a Democratic sweep, uh, in, in Democratic yeah. majority in the in in the Senate, then assume that's going whatever Biden says. Assume it's going down. Likewise, if you get a Trump win and the Republicans maintain control of the Senate, then assume whatever he wants is also going down. So it, it it's not just the White House; it's also who wins. Uh, all the various congressional elections, and if if the if the Congress remains divided, uh, House uh, Republican majority in the Senate, Democrat majority in the House, then maybe we get more. Did you know what uh, Dennis? Did you listen to good old Joe Saluzzi when he was on last week? What Joe said? Yes, I interviewed him. But what were you gonna? <laughs> so so I definitely listened to him. But what? Uh... He said that he did. He he did think that uh, that the financial transaction would go through. I mean, that's nice to say that we don't think it would go through. If it did go through, though, it changes if it everything. Did go through, it, puts it, it puts the Wall Street back to the 80s when you had the commissions on everything, when everybody was full service broker. You can forget about your $0 trades and people are telling, tell me, stop crying, pay your tax. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just informing. I'm not crying about it or not crying about it. I'm informing that a lot of people like free trading. Free trading would go away with a financial transaction tax. It is gone. So you buy $10,000 in stocks if it's, and, and they've floated it up as much as like half of a percent, which would be insane. Uh, I, I would hope it would be like a 10th of a percent and a 10th of a percent on a $10,000 transaction would be a $10 commission. So you basically go back to commissions again. So I, I, I think I just want all the traders out here to understand that, you know, that, that is, you know, a, the situation if Biden gets in. And I think Wall Street is somewhat spooked about that too. Though not just you know the uncertainty of not having a president that's going to prop up the markets. But he's spoken multiple times. You can Google it, Biden, about a financial transaction tax. And um, I don't like the idea. So yeah, I'm speaking for my own. But again, as a prop firm, and I know there's going to be market makers, we might be able to apply for the exemption, might not even apply to me. So All right, that's a good point. Uh, let's pivot away from this conversation. Yeah, because it's upsetting the chat. Go, don't want to hear anything. Let's go to Costco. Political. I'm not upsetting the chat. You guys are upsetting the chat. I knew when I started talking political, <laughs> everybody would get upset. But sometimes it just needs to be talked yeah. about. I, I don't know what, what I said that would have upset anyone. But uh, okay. Anyway, to Costco here. Uh, yeah, Costco. Let's go Story Costco. of the afternoon. 
Our earnings, uh, we thought they'd be great. Uh, no surprise, they were great. EPS, $3.13 versus a $2.83 estimate. Sales, $52.2 billion versus a $52 billion estimate. So they beat on the earnings per share, beat on the sales. Uh, comps were up 11% year over year. I read that was the best going back to like 2000, uh, potentially further. E-commerce sales up 90 0.6%. We knew that'd be good. They were. Uh, what other numbers did I see here? Uh, that's pretty much it. Online pretty- sales were up huge. They blew right. it away. Right. If they would have reported these numbers last week, or even like two uh, weeks two ago weeks when ago. we were still buying everything, the stock could be up 20 bucks. But it's completely turned. Like, and, and you can say, well, Costco didn't even run up into it. And they really didn't. But you know what? This is the market. This market has turned. This market now is selling rips. And it ripped a little bit on the initial report up to 354. So the news algo that buys that on those headline beats gets slammed again. And the sentiment towards the market is more important than the individual numbers themselves. And right now, this market is looking for any rips to take profits on. I mean, Nike, you couldn't have had better quarter than Nike. That absolutely blew everything away. It was an amazing quarter. The stock's given back half the gains, and that's the market's fault. So if we're in a different market, there's no way Nike's going down on this right now. But it's the case, and you've got to be aware of that. So it's hard to just come in here and give a case to just buy stocks and buy the dips when I still see them selling stocks off on good earnings. Market's nervous. It's nervous, and it's taking profits where it can. You know, I've never traded Costco. I don't, just for some reason, I, I trade just, every day. Every, every day? day? Every day I trade Costco. It's a great stock to trade. It's a $300 yeah, I, stock and it's fairly liquid. It's a nice stock to trade. Okay. Um, it seems like I can always look at the chart. I can always have a good feel for it, but it's like, it, I don't know. I never get down and dirty in it. Uh, I did look at the resistance. You had clear resistance up there from 348 to 350. So you got a shot. You got a shot to sell it good as it went up to 354. And now we've come back down. Pre-market low, uh, I'm just looking at this 330 area. I think that's where it's eventually going to find a home here after these earnings. Unless you turn around, you get a real strong market. I know that's a ways away. Pre-market low was 334.29. What was your low here? Your low came in at 331.20. So, I don't know. Kind of a blah market. Uh Catalyst is already out. Don't see one, you know, someone coming and upgrading this thing all of a sudden. So I think you'll get a chance to buy this in the lower three, 330 handle. Next. No, no, no uh, sympathy place for, with Costco, right? Well, Walmart and Target. Always. They've already reported. But, yeah. but yeah, they've already reported. Yeah. And Walmart's got its own thing going with the TikTok saga right there. And Target um, often moves with it as well. But they have. They've already reported too. So that's a good point, yeah. Joel. And the company's already reported. It's like, well, we don't, we, we don't have to worry about Walmart and car- Target earnings because we've already seen them. But yeah, they move. And it drags the XLP along with it to a certain extent too. Uh-oh. Look at this Walmart chart here. I looked at it for a little bit. Look at this. Consolidation station. Yeah. Lots of potential catalysts to take Walmart out of here. I mean, this kind of looks like the market, really. But you take out 135, you're in trouble. But you got the TikTok saga, which hasn't been totally resolved yet. You have, obviously, their Amazon Prime. What what do they call it? What's Walmart call their Amazon Prime? Uh, Walmart Plus. Walmart Plus. (laughs) I mean, so... You know, there, there's some catalysts here. Do I like Walmart at 135? I like it better at 135 than I did at 150. It just goes to show you never chase a stock the size of Walmart up 20 bucks. I mean, that went up on the TikTok. Without, those moves on the TikTok were absolutely ridiculous. To go up 20 points, this is Walmart, one of the biggest retailers, if not the biggest retailer in the world. And the stock moves a dollar on a good day. To move 10 bucks in a day is, is insanity. So now it's come back down. It's back down to where it should be. Um, I don't know. I would say 135 is your line in the sand. So it's going yeah, I mean, look at that. That's clear as day. And yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, you don't hold that. You've got a lot of room down to 130. Uh, and resistance. Level. If you get up to 139 today, folks, get your orders out there. Uh, two and three day high, 138.99, 139.24. So someone's targeting that 130 area, probably step down off 140. 
Another how point one thirty nine. That's a that's big resistance. I like that. I think that like when you look back at history, and you look at this, uh, whoever gets TikTok, it's gonna go down like um, uh, it's gonna go down with like Verizon or who who bought Yahoo is like it's gonna go down as like one of the worst deals. Yeah, Verizon. it was Verizon that bought yeah. the assets without Alibaba for like four. Billion that, that's where that that's where you know that's i don't think anybody gonna... thought i don't I, I think everybody was scratching their head on that one it was like at&t's direct tv purchase verizon at&t should just stop buying companies because they're not very good <laughs> at it how is at&t our old buddy just sets here Ooh. does nothing i mean it's What's... leaking actually i'm gonna i've kept saying it i don't like at&t yeah because phones are gonna be free eventually they're, they're going that way. I know you think that's impossible, but it's possible. Phones are going to get, not the, 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 not the physical phone, but the phone plans, maybe not they're going to be free, but they're going to be a lot cheaper. You will not be paying $100 a month for your cell phone five years from now. You'll be paying $20 a month. There, there is deflation for you. And that's going to slam AT&T because a huge part of their business is wireless. We know their direct TV and their cable operations suck. So... That 7.42% dividend is safe for now. I think in three to four years, it's not safe. I don't see where the growth is coming from. I actually just see revenue declining here, actually, at this company in the future. So I don't want to own it because I don't think you're, I, I think you're, if you get the 7%, I think the stock goes down more than 7% a year. I think you'll lose on it. Don't like AT&T whatsoever. You have been. You have been. Uh, you have I've, been I've embarrassed this and I, and I was wrong. For a while there, I've embarrassed AT&T for like two years, and it went from back in April and May, it went from like thirty dollars to thirty nine dollars, and I was like, I don't get it. Anyways, it's back down here now, but you know, maybe maybe I should be bullish down here at these levels. I mean, this where is where it was is, the mark, uh, but... Where's our activist? Remember that guy? Who was that? Who was Mouse? in this? Was it Peltz? I don't think it was. Who was it? Spencer. Who's the activist oh. that was in here? You're right. There was an activist. AT&T is worth $54. You break broke this it all up. I'm like, come on. I want to say it was Elliot Management. Maybe was it was it? Elliot. I want Elliot. Sold to you at $54. Sold no, to that was, <laughs> sold you at $28 today. I'm bearish the stock. I don't want to own it at I can tell you exactly when that was, too. Uh, this is a weekly, so... Uh, I can tell you exactly when that was. That so wasn't. <laughs> you tell What'd me. you say? So can I? You, first, you tell me when you think it is. I'll tell you when when they reached. That's who's looked it up on the pro already. Uh, it was like uh, last year, uh, November of last year. <laughs> oh, they they came to a deal October twenty eighth. Okay. Oh, you're close. <laughs> you are close. All right. Um, yeah. Here, real quick, is anyone in the chat happy with their cell service? Because I I have Verizon and I think it's fine. So I'm fine with my, I'm in Rogers in yeah. Canada. It's fine. Okay. It's, it's fine. the problem. As I'm just saying, do you not agree? Do you think so? You're going to be thinking you're going to be paying a hundred dollars for your cell phone bill five years from now. Uh, I don't I think know. so. It's an interesting, interesting point that, that, that you bring up that, that the, the phones themselves will be going down in price. No, I'm not saying the phone itself and maybe the phone itself will go down. That's not good for Apple, but I'm saying that the, the plans, the, plan? the okay. cell phone plans, you know, as competition continues to increase, you know, there's marketing, there's different ways to drive there's, revenue. There's only three providers. What do you mean? There's only three providers in the U.S. And they need more competition. We got Sprint. Uh, we got T-Mobile. Of the majors. There's yeah, lots of these smaller providers. Though, of the majors. Express. Of the majors. And the same thing in, in, in Canada. There's three majors, really. There's Rogers, Telus, and Bell. Yeah. And then there's, but there's more, more smaller ones that are coming right. out, you know, like, Eventually, I think competition comes here. I do. Okay. What happens well, with Am What happens when Amazon decides we're going to start providing cell phone service? That's, we're going to do it at half the price because we can't. That's going to happen. That's good. <laughs> Amazon. What are they getting into today? They're getting into something else. Amazon. Eventually, the whole world will be Amazon. Remember that Simpsons episode? We go through the mall, and every single store in the mall is Starbucks. Well, everything is going to be Amazon. You're just going to cut a check, one check to Amazon for everything in your whole life. Maybe. 
I, I maintain Amazon World. I maintain my theory that in a decade you you'll be able to buy a house that is like a quote unquote Google house or an Apple house or a Microsoft house or an Amazon house and all oh, Amazon the, house and, is happening. And all the smart appliances are going to be linked to that one company and you get to it, it basically they're going to build entire subdivisions okay. of, of Amazon houses. I said that yeah, on the show I, I, you must, need to get a job uh, at Amazon. I've said that on the show before. <laughs> You I, guys. I think you're right. Wow. Everything is going to Woo. be Amazon. You guys. Okay. You guys are, I'm wearing off Buy on Amazon. you guys, man. Yeah, I'm sure. wearing off on you guys. Spencer with or, his- uh, Or even better, a Tesla house. I like that idea, Chairman Kim. Let's go with that. Okay. Uh, let's do and some- no cars. No cars. It'll all be electric. <laughs> yeah. No cars. You're just like little hoverboards or something like that. Right. You won't need cars anymore either. So. All right. I, I want to get to more stocks. Actually, uh, before we do that, Dennis, I'm curious uh, how you played- the open yesterday because it was such a wicked reversal um and i don't know if you if you listen to the the afternoon show but it was so wicked that i i got out of my shll i i was i had enough <laughs> so i'm curious how you played the reversal at the open yesterday i covered some of my shorts on obviously that's back but it was a it was a washout that was a washout open on the spacs for sure you know we can say that in hindsight yeah. when you start seeing them go down 25%, which SHLL was in a day. That's the washout. And then it, it rallied back. So that was your opportunity yesterday. And we talked about selling into the rally. I'm mad at myself because I said I would try to sell. I even predicted that Port and I would try to pump Penn. And he did. He was like, he was even tweeting out, I'm going to bring Penn to green myself. I'm just going to will it that way. And Penn went all the way up to 68 bucks. And you know what? I got so sidetracked with trading. I never went and sold my pen. I should have just put the order out there because I said it went up to, to 65, yesterday? 68, and that was all port. And I just pump in the tires trying to get oh, up. I haven't oh. even done the offering. It's going to end up going to 60 here. So that was such a gift. So the rally after the open, that. they sold them all off, the washout, and then you had to buy the dippers. That was it. We got to buy, buy, buy. That was capitulation. Buy, 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 buy. I don't think so yet. I don't think that was it. But they give you a wicked rally from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock, and that was the rally to sell. So now, especially in Penn, it's $68. Now it's 62 and they're waiting, still waiting for the 60. offering price. Maybe we did get an offering price. I'm not sure. I think someone did throw that in there. What's that? The offering price. I thought uh, Big Bill D did. It, it wasn't out at 8 o'clock last night, but I haven't looked since then. Well, so. it, it, it's $61. $61. Yeah. So it did come out. 540 this morning it came out at 61 like, that's the thing about these secondaries. And this is where you can make some money. And obviously, I wish I would have sold my pen and been selling it short when it popped up to 68. But I didn't even notice it. I was too busy with other stocks. Uh, but that's where you can make some money. And we talk about, you know, finding the dumb money and trading against the dumb money. There's an offering price coming out. The stock's at 63. It's probably going to be lower than that. You see a five-point rally in pen, you sell. And if I would have been paying attention, I would have sold. So shame on me for forgetting about the pen. But... It had a wicked rally from 62 to 68 with an offering on the table. And wow. we didn't know the price yet. Now it comes out at 61. 99. Insanity. That Insanity. So first lesson, I want, to, I, I want to teach people about stuff here. And people get mad when I go on the rants. But we're trying to teach how you make money in the market. And you don't just buy stocks and hope they go higher. You make money from little market inefficiencies. You know what the prop traders are all doing there? They're selling, the sh they're selling it short. They're selling it short on those pops because they know the offering price is coming and that's going to drive it down. Because the thing ain't coming out with an offering. It ain't going to go at 66. It ain't going to go at 65. It was at 63 and they're trying to pool it together the night before. They're probably pulling together a lot lower. It's at 61. These offering prices act like magnets to pull the stock back down. So when that popped up to 67, 68 early morning, it was just a wicked selling opportunity. And that's where you make the money. So you get out and you sell it short. And I know investors don't like selling stocks short. I will tell you, there's a lot of prop traders that made a lot of money selling pen short yesterday to the uninformed retail traders who were trying to buy it, thinking, oh, it's coming back. The offering price wasn't out yet. Don't buy stocks when you don't know the offering price yet, because usually it's lower, especially in this market. If especially you're in a market, that kind of rally. Oh, yeah, it was wicked. So four or five point rally with the offering price not out there yet. What a gift. What a gift. And it not only did it once, it sold off, and then it tried to rally again late morning. It tried to do it again, getting back up there. And now, obviously, it's down here at 62. And now it's sucked in. And now you have the ARBs coming in. And they are people who are trying to get the offering price at 61 and flip it out at 62 and make a buck. 
So there is going to be people who have their brokerages and they actually get allocated the stock at $61. They're all new natural sellers. There's a whole group of people that just bought the stock at $61. They're natural sellers in this. So now you don't only have an overhead supply issue, you have people who are buying it cheaper than right now and flipping it out. So that's why you know, these, you know, there's a lot of arbitrage opportunities around these offering prices. Normally I do participate in that. Again, I got sidetracked with other stuff and I didn't participate in this one, but normally I do. These are the kind of trades that I make money on. Uh, I just wanna do just a quick example of what Dennis is talking about here. Remember when X uh, did that big offering at 855? Mm -hmm. Just sideswiped people. Well, it went down there, it went down, it went down into the six handle, it came back, and then just like what they do all the time, they came out with some fluff. It got up above there. Actually, it perfect gap fill from here, and then just completely rolled over. In three days, you're back at seven bucks. So Nothing? all the people Yeah. Eight fifty five was the price, ended up filling the gap, but yeah. People were selling that hand over fist when it got over 855. Nothing hurts stocks more than dilution. What dilution is, is you own less of the company. If your current shares and they dilute it by 2%, you now own 2% less of the company. Nothing hurts stocks more than dilution. Sometimes they do dilution for good things to grow the company. In Penn's case, I hope that's the case. Sometimes they do dilution to survive in the case of where they've been diluting some of the airlines and the cruise lines and doing offerings there because they have to. So there is good reasons and it's, it's not a management flaw, but it's for you to understand that the share prices almost always go down when you get dilutive activity because it's just fundamentally you own less of the company. It's just common sense. That's a great segue into uh, what I think is the most interesting analyst note uh, this morning. Barclays is out, and they are positive on the cruise lines. They are upgrading Carnival, um, Norwegian, and Royal Caribbean all to overweight. They think the worst is over for the cruises. It might be. The worst might be over, um, so I could maybe get on board with that. Am I coming and putting my money on them all yet? Yeah. I mean, I get, you know, at least they're buying the dip. Like look yep. at NCLH, you know, they're coming in and they're saying, look, we're getting back to where we were a month and a half ago on the case of CCL, we're getting back to where we were, oh, you know, even back almost going towards like not March, but you know, you're going back a long ways here and they're getting near the lows again. So they're saying, you know, there is residual value here. They're saying the cruise lines are going to get passes. They're saying people will cruise again. They're also saying 2023 bookings are looking good. You want to know why 2023 or 2022 bookings are looking good? Because everybody who canceled their bloody cruise is rebooking it two years out because they think we're going to be past it. So, and there's other people like you were saying, Spencer, that, you know, obviously you get a voucher and you got to use those vouchers and you're going to use it by booking a cruise ahead of line. I'm not sure if they're using that as, you know, saying that revenue looks good or that sales look good, but I'm skeptical. Would I like to own the cruise lines eventually? I think yes. I do think yes, but I don't know if we're early. And if you're early on this trade and there's more dilution to come, you're going to lose a lot of money. So the question is, are we early on this trade? I believe who upgraded it today? Who's, Barclays. Or who's, Barclays. I think they're early. I think they're early, but at least you're buying it. You're not buying them up at 18 NCLH. I mean, it's coming back, or, or CCL. NCLH, yeah. well, same thing on CLH, 18 to 14. I mean, at least they're buying the dip. I'll give them that. Whew. Let's see. I'll just use your pre-market high. NCLH is trading right there right now, 1538, and it's holding there. So there's a bid there. Uh, you're gapping up above the high from yesterday. So I use yesterday's range, 15 as support. If it comes back down to 15, you get a gap fill. And your two-day high is uh, 1617. So I, I don't see it getting there today. Uh, we'll see what momentum it takes, uh, you know, through this. But just wishy-washy. And you don't want it to go red on the day. CCL's getting a pop on this. I don't know how influential Barclays is. That's up at resistance. Same chart here, clearing 14, nothing to 15. RCL getting a little bit of a pop. Uh, that's up two bucks. I mean, uh, these charts all look to say got room up to 65 on this one, but I think you're fine. Why has Royal been given a pass? I don't know. Why is Royal still $62? I'm just curious yeah. because if we look, CCL was 70, it's 13. NCLH was 60, it's 14. So they're down 75 to 80%. 
Then you look at Royal and it was 130 and it's 62. I mean, it's only down like 50%. Why is Royal, maybe they're just more, maybe they're more capitalized? Look at the pop they got after their earnings report. It really, most of the move has come since then. And that was on, that was when? That was August, 11, August 7th, yep. August, what was that? August, August 10th was their report. So um, I, that, now that's a, that's a good clue, Dennis. That's a great clue right there. Like, like that should tell you something, right? That's you know, you know what? No, one thing about the cruises, and it, and it's going to change. Why do people go? What are the primary reasons people go on cruises? To relax, to get away. Oh, I'm not to sure. Eat where awesome food. Not sure to where you eat go. at the buffet. To uh, eat at well, the buffet. It, that has to change. They'll change that though. You just have to sit down. There's sit down restaurants. In the yeah, group. but people line up, up that midnight snack. They uh, line up know. there, Don't and they are you. And you got to get there at eleven thirty for the midnight snack, and all that stuff is out. I mean, have you noticed in in grocery stores now they don't have salad bars. They don't have any food. It's open. They've had to redo everything. People well, go on cruises to, to get all that though. food, and that's totally going to change. But that's- they'll do that easily, Joel. You just take the buffet out and you put a sit-down restaurant there. I mean, that's fixed in like a day, a couple days. Just, that's a lot you know, more labor. That's a lot oh, more yeah. labor. Oh, yeah. There's a good point to that. There, there is increased cost, and that's, that's a good point, is there is increased cost when you're serving every meal as opposed to just slapping a whole bunch of food on and everybody just lines up. I mean, buffets are cheap for that reason. Obviously, there's more, a little more waste, too, involved. But, yeah, you're right. It's more. No, there's not waste because the food that people don't eat, they just like redo it and put it in something else. I don't think they do that. Oh, of course (laughs) they do, or they give it to the crew or something. But anyways, let's move on. They might do that. (laughs) I'll say this: I've said this a hundred times. If you're gonna take a cruise, cruise to Alaska. That's what you got to do. I want to do that one day. I will cruise to Alaska. I've always wanted to do it's on the bucket list. Don't you Northern Lights? Don't you almost live in Alaska? Ha. (laughs) <laughs> literally I mean, live no, literally but, live 30 minutes from this guy and, and, <laughs> no but in all seriousness what is the difference all right moving on uh, it, canada is alaska isn't it that's what i'm saying north of the u.s alaska is north of the u.s canada is alaska <laughs> okay fine. we haven't had any tundra jokes lately uh, let's go to the chat it's got my snow dogs you know outside you know, i don't <laughs> i don't even have it i don't need a tesla i got my snow dogs and my snow sled exactly thank god trump didn't put that um the tariffs on maple syrup i mean that's the main thing. oh yeah canada would riot <laughs> because right, trump put the tariffs on. let's go to the chat here uh someone mentioning plug power they had a, uh, a headline uh, yesterday about a, a deal they had made uh to source renewable energy supplies um got hit a little bit i don't know what it's doing this morning plug but not nothing. a good day not a good day yesterday. absolutely nothing it's just sitting here hanging out looking for direction from us I would uh, say that's <laughs> a joke, by the way. Actually, that was uh, my pre-market prep stock of the day yesterday. Okay. And I saw three different good th- – it looked like three different good headlines on that, and it went down. And uh, so that's not good, but it did bounce off support. Uh, Dennis, how long do you think this stock's been around? Plug? Yeah. Um. A long time because I can remember trading it years ago, but I don't know, ten years. Uh, ago? I mean, my trade station charts go back to two thousand. Yeah, twenty and, years ago. And uh, you know, if anybody thinks that I saw this one article, like what a great where was it in two thousand? Here, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you where it was in ninety nine. Where yeah, was it? Yeah, here we go. Oh wait, no, that's two thousand. That's January. there we go. How high did Plug Power go? Joel, tell us. Uh, it got to. I think it was even higher than that. Uh, I, I see. I see one fifty six. Four seventy two fifty. Oh, <laughs> so again, this is a good lesson in buying <laughs> concepts. Like we'll we'll just pile all our money into a concept, an idea, and it's eleven dollars. Twenty years later, and you're likely never getting your money back ever, 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 ever. So you have to be careful that you're not just buying conceptual things at any, you know, and with disregard to any type of valuation. That's investing 101. Trading, do whatever you want, but get out when the trend breaks. But from an investing standpoint, it's another lesson in long-term investing that stocks don't always come back. I, I, I'm pretty sure that 400 number that Joel gave, that's, that's not split adjusted, but they did split. Fuel cell. So. Fuel cell. You better get in this one, Dennis. It, uh, it's the same thing, isn't it? FCEL? Yeah. Where was that? Eight eighty eight forty eight. 
And then there was Ballard Power. It was the other one. Is BLDD. that gone? No, no, get... it's been Ballard Power has been hot. It's come back a long ways. I owned it a few times in there. Well, BDLP. BLDP. Boy, Larry, it? David, Paul. BLDP. Oh, that's ooh, that chart looks good. Where'd that one get to? Uh, let's do the old. Woo. Oh, Ooh. this one's a this one's a little bit closer to its all time high. Um, all time high one fifteen ninety four. Oh, okay, so one fifteen only. So I got to go up thousand percent from here, and you'll be back to the all time high. So it's not as bad. It, there's hope for Ballard Power. Has to go up a thousand percent though. All right, I'm, I'm going back to the chat. If you have any tickers, drop them in there. We'll cover them. I I see. Uh, General Mills mentioned an upgrade this morning from Credit Suisse to Outperform. They're giving it a $67 price target for GIS. Dennis doesn't like it. Uh, he hates food. I don't know. Food stock. I mean, where is it going? It's a dividend you know play. I told you it's going to 67. That's what Credit Suisse says. <laughs> Today? I don't know. Well, not, the one-year targets, Joel. They're one-year targets. I know. We got to teach I always Joel make that, that joke. 60, 61, 62. I mean, I want to throw my money in a food stock, hoping it's going to eventually go back to 67. No. So I, I'm just not interested. Sorry. CS isn't selling me on this. Um, they're, try they're, they're trying here. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Three highs in the same area. Have we got there yet? Uh, boom, boom, boom. Let me look. 59.50. What a boring right. stock to talk about. You have 10 seconds to talk about this. 59.50. So That's resistant. With the stock. Boy, oh boy, are you ornery today. I'm ornery every day. Goodness. The, the chat's 50. giving us good, good stocks here, like Workhorse, which is slammed, Grow Generation. Let's go to the Momo stuff because that's yeah, no what everybody wants to talk that about. That just doesn't want to talk about food almost, stocks. Almost we won't talk about food show. stocks. We'll only talk about the stocks you want to talk about. So you look at the YouTube chat. <laughs> I, oh, I'm looking at the stocks the, the chat wants want to talk, talk about. about. What's the chat want to talk about? Well, they wanted to talk uh, about General Mills. Somebody's been chant LAC, LAC for three days now. Richard's been chant LAC for three days. Is that LA gear? No, that's Lithium Americas. LAC, Lithium Play. You know what? LAC has been rocked, and you know what? It's found its area of support there. If you mm. believe in the lithium story, this is a huge supplier, I believe. Are they in Nevada? I'm trying to go. Are they in Nevada, LAC? Look, I'm getting off. No, they're in line. Nevada. I can. You don't like my Canadian accent. I'm not sure why that would be relevant. Uh, they are. I'm just curious. They are, I know the they company. Are, they are in Nevada. Yeah. Okay, so I am picking on the right company because there's a few lithium companies. I want to make sure I got the right ones. So. I like this. You know what? I like a pullback on lithium. You're buying a pullback in lithium. I don't believe lithium is going away. I do believe we're going to need lithium going forward unless we change the electric you know, batteries altogether. So I don't mind this pullback in lithium stocks here. LAC, significant pullback. I already own LTHM. It's had a significant pullback. If I was buying the pullback, yeah, I don't mind these stocks. I don't mind these stocks on a pullback. And Seven we have bucks, one right now. Uh, lit, lit, um, uh, Live Inc. Corp. Uh, 750 that came back down to support after getting over 950. Well, I like I like these stocks on the pole. ALB got murdered from from the battery day. It really got yeah. hit hard and it bounced a bit yesterday. But there's another lithium supplier, so and a huge company with a dividend too. So that's a big gun. So I I don't mind the, I don't mind these stocks on the pullback. All right, uh, go for the W. Thinks he sees a flag pattern in Neo. Sure, it's holding up well. I'm going to give it that. It, it, you know, it got beat up, but every time it tries to go down, it continues to hold up. And you think about other tech stocks, how bad they've been hit. This one's held up well. I'm long, Neil. i am actually been long it. I've been trying to hold on to it. Um, I'm not long a lot of Momo plays anymore, but this one's still trying to hold trend. So I would say my line in the sand might be yesterday's low. Um, I bought it right around here. So I'm, I'm right around in this price, somewhere around 18. And obviously yesterday it got ugly and I thought about selling it, but I'm like, you know what? I still think if the you know, electric cars and Tesla had a nice rebound yesterday, if you want to get electric cars and you're looking for the second, you know, pure play here, it's Neo, isn't it? Like, like you're just looking at a pure play electric car maker that's actually making cars, apparently, anyways, in China. It, I think this is like number two, isn't it? For a pure play electric car maker? And there might Who only, else? There might only be two, I think. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think the story's over here. And that's why I kind of like Neo. I know it's up so much in the last like six months, which is scary, five dollars to eighteen. So there is a lot of you know you could get hurt on this really bad. So you gotta hold it tight, 
and you know make sure that we don't just continue to break down. But we've broken down a long ways in the overall market and NEO has held up and that's a good sign. So you know maybe you put on a spread, maybe you're like, okay, I'm gonna go NEO versus Qs and hedge myself a bet, but I don't mind the NEO here and I'm uh, on it. 1940. If this doesn't get through 1940 soon, Dennis is going to be selling this at 16. I may be. I'm going to, I am going to cut it's this. It's got to get through 1940. I don't care about 20. I don't forever. care about this high. I don't care about anything. I just care. This thing's got to get through 1940. It's going to roll over. All right. Uh, we'll get to Rocket when we bring Jason Rasnick on. He's yeah, raising Rocket for us. Raising Gan too. Save Gan for. All right, Jason we'll bring him on in just a second. We'll do one more, one more fast before we get Jason on, and let's look at, um, I mean, Nikola, Nikola. I don't know what there was to say oh about my. that. Can you? Oh, oh, just, just a barfy story. <laughs> the whole thing just barf. The, 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 the actual chart looks like barfing because you know, obviously, just boom, the way it's rounding down, and it's just a. Barfy, I've never heard of barfy the barfing stock. formation. I just made it now. This is the barfing That's formation. Nice. And everybody's oh. puking their stock up. And I don't know. I'm not sure it's not all fraud. I mean, they're under two investigations that the chairman's left. I mean, I, I, there's so many unknowns here. And that's why, you know, it was nice that it was holding up on bad news for a few days. Well, that's completely cratered now. And now we're just making new lows every day. Guilty, guilty, guilty until proven innocent. I've been saying the stock market's guilty until proven innocent. This is definitely guilty for real until proven innocent. All right. Let's bring on Jason Rasnick. He's, of course, the founder and CEO of Benzinga. Joining us now on Pre-Market Prep. Jason, good morning. Uh, good. You, good were, morning. you were saying that people were emailing you yesterday about RKT, and you're trying to tell them that this is a long-term play for you and you have no comments, right? In the, I have no comments. I have comments. I okay. always have comments. Oh, you always have comments. Um, I, got, I got comments, Spencer, but – all right, I'll go with that. You did. A, I think you did a fantastic transition. So you're right. People were emailing and direct messaging me on Twitter. My Twitter name is Jason Rasnick. Feel free to follow me. It's spelled in the thing there. And I am looking how, yes, Corona, Corona free guys, Corona free. Um, okay, Rula, I saw that comment. Anyway, back to RKT. Yeah, if you guys DM me, I don't even own RKT in my trading account. I don't own it. I own it in that other account that I have that I don't look at the stocks. The RKT went from 18, the day of the IPO went to like 22, then went to 33, I believe, and came back down. That is gonna happen in this market. And I've said it last week, and it's gonna happen more. What is happening, and I know Kramer's been saying it too, but I've been around for the uh, many years, I guess, or whatever, and I've seen it. When the market is so liquid where people can just go put these SPACs out there. I mean, we're going to talk about Nicole in a second, but Nicole was a SPAC too. And you have all this money going out there and raising money. What do they do? They, you sell your stocks and you move it to someone, something else. You don't, they're not bringing more money to the market. My friend who's the big bull says, Jason, there's $2 trillion on the sidelines. But the $2 trillion just doesn't come into the market. It just doesn't work like that. We have Chamath, you know, the guy that's on uh, CNBC a lot. We have him on Benzinga Bootcamp today. Chamath has three or four specs. He has the open door one that we're excited to talk to him about. But, um, you know, it's, he has two other ones. Chamath argues with me. He says that in 2000, there was way more offerings. He may be right. There was like two to six a day. But what I, I don't like seeing all the offerings so fast because what it causes, I mean, I mean, just look at like Penn. Penn National was so forecasted. So I own Penn, but I sold the stock like on Monday of this week because the debt is so high with the equity value rising to 70 bucks. It was the biggest no-brainer equity raise that they could ever do to get rid of their debt load. It was a no-brainer thing. It hurt my call options that I didn't sell, which I should have, but the stock and then I, and then I bought it back when it got hit. Um, some of these things are just no brainer because the markets are buying. So you're selling the markets are buying rocket goes public. Then competitors want to go public in every industry. I mean, literally Benzinga should go public. I mean, our revenue is more than 5% of the NASDAQ companies. It's like, it's crazy. And our valuation would be, I mean, it's, it's a little bit monopoly fake money because these valuations are based. I mean, the difference between dot-com and now Dennis is, these companies produce profits. Rocket has great numbers. Yeah. Rocket is a great company. They really like they have. I mean, I, like if you if you sold Rocket over the last ten years, it was always the best day to sell Rocket was always tomorrow, not before. So 
do I believe in that story? Yes. They're to be the number one lender out of nowhere or number one in the whole world. And like all these new things they're doing. I mean, the numbers are great. People say interest rates, interest rates aren't going up for a long, long time. So, um, I like positive cash flow businesses. I mean, I mean, they produce off a lot of cash. They have a machine. I like to invest in the machines that produce a lot of cash. So I am a rocket buyer. If it goes below IPO price, I saw you just mentioned that in the chat, guys. I will buy Rocket. I will buy it more, but I won't look at it. It's not a trading thing. I did a few trades of it in the first week and a half, guys, and then I stopped and I moved, I moved, um, moved on. Okay, so that's my Rocket story, but I own it for the long term. I still own it. I understand that it's low and whatever, but I'm gonna, I'll own it. If I'm on the show in six months, the answer is I'll still own Rocket. I promise you, Okay. Yeah. I own it too, and I'm down. And I'm down in it because I bought at the consolidation station around twenty three and a half when I thought maybe it's consolidating and this is going to be the yep. bottom. And obviously, it's continued lower here. But I also put this in the retirement account because I believe in the story as well, and I believe in Go Detroit. And you know, I want to have some investments. So you've got to separate it. Um, if it's a trade, you get out when they start breaking down. If you've got it for and a long term investment, the best thing you can do is not look at it. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and Dennis, by the way, I tried to do a, a couple of trades like that on it, and they weren't working, so I just said, okay, I'm not going to do any trades on it. It's not a trading stock. You know how you said you trade Costco every day? That's a great trading stock. Like Rocket, yeah. Yeah, R Rocket wasn't for me. Okay, a couple more things. Um, I said, well, I, I told I have a couple things. Okay, we, we got Nicola, guys. I got to ask about Nicola. If I go to my, my DM Twitter probably about 10 times over the last five weeks, and I literally just said I don't know because I – never understood the story. I don't like, I know like a circle of competence, but I, when I talk to people in the battery space, it's like how I didn't know uh, workhorse, which was a winner that Mitch Hodge brought, brought on, no doubt, but I just didn't understand Nicola. So I never bought it. It went from 20 to hundred and it was just falling on momentum. And the CEO was a little too jazzy for me a little bit. And so I never, I never touched it. I wanted to short it at 92. I put a, a limit order, but then I wimped out. I'm like, all right, I just don't get it. So I'll just stay away. But th that's the thing with SPACs, Dennis and Joel. There's less scrutiny to go public. So when you have a SPAC, it's easier to go public and you don't know what's real. It's a little bit easier. And I, I you know, there's definitely some good SPAC investments. We'll get to GAN, guys. We'll get to GAN. Um, but, you know, so that's my take on Nicola. Um, one thing I want to correct you guys on, Verizon bought Yahoo. That was actually a win for them, not a oh, loss. So? Ta talk to us about that. How? Okay. So it, that one hurts hard, by the way. That one hurts really hard. Like this. Yes. Very hard. But Verizon bought Yahoo. I don't know if it's 4 billion. Um, I, I talked to the, you know, the M&A guy from Verizon who did the deal. They, if you go Google, they sold Yahoo's, um, Yahoo's Santa Clara headquarters for 2.6 billion or something like that. They ended up in the net. They, they already are profitable on it. Like the, they've they like, got a huge hard. real estate bonus off of it. Is they that got what a you're huge, saying? if they didn't have the real estate bonus, it would be a loss. But because of the real estate bonus, that's what the Verizon head of m and I mean, I talked to the guy. So if you guys Google, go back in the, um, in the ethers, Verizon and, and Quicken Loans, Dan Gilbert was bidding for Yahoo. Uh, they put a bid in Verizon. Then they were higher than Verizon. Then Verizon went higher, went back and forth. Warren Buffett was backing Dan Gilbert's bid. And it was an exciting time because, you know, they have the property Yahoo Finance, which we'd, you know, get involved with. And Verizon ended up winning the bidding war that weekend. Um, but, yeah, for, if it was just a dot-com, but the real estate assets made it, um, made it um, an accretive acquisition, a profit acquisition, is what I'm told from the guys on the inside from Verizon, okay? I mean, I, I actually could find you the numbers because I wrote them down when he told me because I was shocked, too. So I just wanted to say that. I don't know. Whatever. Right, Good uh, clarification. Jason, thoughts on GAN here. You're being asked about it. Yep. Yep. Center. I got, I got here. Center. I'll show you my list. Okay. I, I, I got a list. Okay. <laughs> that looks like my list. Yeah. It's my list. I'm going to go. This is how over, we do it. I got this. I go over I got a little pen, yeah. pencil and paper like 50 years yep. ago. I got a list too. Yeah, that's what I, I do. Okay, we get get to again in one more second. I have one more thing, Spencer. Um, so on that uh, Verizon thing and the um, TikTok, I totally agree with you on your Walmart thing. But I think TikTok could be one of these momentum plays if someone does pick it. You know, I, I could just see Walmart Oracle owning it and TikTok showing all these Walmart products and maybe Walmart starts to compete with Amazon and with their Walmart Plus. I don't know. Okay, that's I think there might be something there. I'm I'm not as bearish on that. The um, Gan, 
we're going to get to right after this one thing. If any of you guys use public, um, I do this, if you guys use public, send an email to them, say you need Benzinga news and I'll send you t-shirts or whatever. If you already got a t-shirt, just send an email, say we love Benzinga content. Email me Jason at Benzinga.com. Um, please public is another brokerage. Now to GAN. All right. I took care of you, Labos. To GAN, GAN stock is not trading the way we want it. Like we wanted to see it at 23, 26, but everything's selling off. So I did some research. This is what I did some heavy research the past few days. I watched the C, the last CEO two presentations. I went through decks. I talked to an industry expert. So here's what GAN depends on. It literally depends on the states making decisions. In Michigan, they have three casinos lined up for their online gaming um, offering. In Indiana and then uh, Ohio, they have two. And if you if you want to see when GAN's going to start trading, look at the states when. Google Michigan government online casino where you can bet they're saying November in Michigan. So GAN is looking scary. I mean, look at that chart, uh, Joel, right? I mean, what is that? That's a straight down. What do you guys call that? Dennis? I don't even know. I'm not a chart guy. So what do you, that, that's not a pretty chart. Downtrend. Downtrend. Thank you. Thank you, Spencer. That's for sure. Downtrend. Um, I mean, I, you know, in, in the, um, I sold a little bit in the low 20s, but I still own it. I um, Then yesterday, I was hoping it would go to 14. It did for a second, but I didn't buy it. I wanted to buy more because I do think with Corona and the states needing for tax, need for taxes, they're going to approve more of these online casinos. I mean, you should see the revenue numbers in Philadelphia. It's insane about the, the weekly and monthly revenue uh, ramp up, and that's good for GAN. They have, a, they have a take rate. As more online gambling happens – more money for GAN. They just need to announce some new deals. The FanDuel thing, they're still doing the online casino part, but that, and that was suspected. That was expected a year in advance. So I'm still a believer in the GAN story. I am, but I don't like the, the chart for it. Um, I don't think this is a company like a Nicola where you're just like, you know, BSBS. People are using the product. I talked to a customer as well. But this stock is not going to move without some real deals announced. So if you don't have the, um, a heavy stomach or whatever, be a little careful. But I'm still owning it right now. I'm still owning it. And I, and I may buy more today, hoping that I'm going to – I want to do some search. Uh, I want to call one of my friends who works in government to see if this Michigan one's going to be approved because that's the only way GAN is moving right now. Um, and FanDuel and, and, and GAN are still working together. They are. And Penn is still working with GAN too. Um, so they're, they're, FanDuel took GAN out of the betting part of it, but on the other part, it did not. And they could actually make more money on the casino part. So it's not a total loss on that. Um, right. Jason, I, I want to get your final thoughts here because I want to get you off before the boot camp starts. So just any final thoughts on what? Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'll go past then. All right. So, guys, we have a new page. Maybe you've seen it, premarket.benzinga.com. But I don't think I've done you guys justice to go check it out. Send me emails or tweet me feedback on the page, premarket.benzinga.com. Does that give you a good guide of what's moving in the pre-market? Do you guys like that page? What other changes would you like to it? I'm Jason at Benzinga.com or Jason Razak on Twitter. Let me know. The actual, or link- the actual URL is com slash pre-market, but it goes, it goes no, to the same No, no, it's premarket.benzinga.com, I think. It goes to the same place, but... Oh, okay, fine. Benzinga.com slash pre-market. That's even easier. So, yeah, we just please do that. And then public, if you can message them that we love Benzinga content. And if you already have a shirt, it's okay. I'll send you more. Give it your kids or whatever. Um, that you love Benzinga content. I appreciate Jason at Benzinga. And I, oh, lithium. I sold some lithium, guys. I need to tell you that. Sorry. Lithium I sold because I, I, listen, I listened to Elon Musk. They said lithium is plentiful. They didn't buy it. So I, I still own LTHM, but I, I'm basically out of 65% of the position. I still own calls on it, um, but I sold 65% of the position. Um, I have a couple of stocks that I do like, but I guess I have to wait for the, um, the boot camp, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Jason, I'll let you go because I, I want I want the boot camp to start on time and I want to get us off. So uh, Jason Rasnick is the CEO of Benzinga. Jason, thanks a lot. Love you guys. Peace. All right. Uh, Joel and Dennis, any final thoughts here? Uh, we're choppy. This is going to be a choppy day. I would say you get down near yesterday's lows. If you are like a day trader, I think we could bounce off there again in 320. We take that out. 
that's your line in the sand. So I'd be very cautious if we start to take out that low from yesterday. And Joel? Oh, you're on, Joel, you're on mute. Watch out. Unmuted. Ah, uh, boy, oh boy. Uh, two areas of interest for me, and I'll be, I'll be kind of SOH. Uh, first is um, mid-range on the session. Uh, but we've traded through it so many times, right? 3275, it's not, it's not a valid number. I mean, it's a decent number, but if you short it there, you know, you may need to take some heat and add to it. But to really get to concentrate on the close today. Uh, 3338, that was your close. It's one of the lowest closes we've had um, in this little move. And I'm just, if, if we can't get green and we can't get back and test that pre-market high, then I think you have the old Friday weekly low trick back where you, you, uh, you take out the low for the week and near the low of the week. That's what we did last week. Couldn't recover. So that's it. If, but if we get it, we hold 3.38, you know, that the close and we hold it for, you know, 11 o'clock, couple hours, get in a 32.40 handle, then I'll definitely, definitely be willing to ride it up. But just feels a little bit heavy. Just keeping the eye on the closing price. All right, I'll put the link uh, to today's bootcamp in the uh, in the chats and check it out there. We've got a bunch of crypto guests, Shamath Palyapatia, Robert Ka uh, uh, Kaisaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So a lot going on at the bootcamp today. Uh, that'll be a wrap. I want to thank Jason Rasnick. Thanks to all of our guests. I want to hit that like button, see some likes, see some subs uh, subscribes. Thanks to all these super chat comments. We appreciate that. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your day. We will talk to you at the close. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.